0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Hello and greetings everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle and I am the Vibrarian. I'm your host here on the Vibrary Radio Network and each week I sit down with people who have opened up to their psychic gifts and abilities, and I have an opportunity to have a conversation with them about what their journey looks like. I believe that everyone is psychic and you just may not recognize what you've been experiencing and that by hearing these stories that people come on and share every week, you will hopefully find something in their journey that maybe triggers something in you to help you realize some of your gifts and abilities that have been previously expressed for you. So the Psychic Inside show is every Tuesday evening. You can listen live here on Blog Talk Radio on blogtalkradio.com slash divide. Library. You can also give me a call, um, a call during the show um, to the line, which is 646 If you have any questions for the guests of the evening, please feel free to press the one key and let me know that you would like to come on the air to ask a question. Now, I know that some of you from time to time listen because we do on-the-air readings. I just wanted to let you know that we will not have a reading segment this evening uh, in the show, so um, we'll be taking questions about the caller's interview only and no readings for tonight only. But I do want to invite you to connect with me in the community that I'm created. I like to call it the Good Vibe Tribe because we really do. Our vibe attracts our tribe. And in my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I'm bringing together a network of people that are all about trying to elevate each other, empower each other, and enlighten each other to provide support on this journey of ours. Now, you can find me on all those channels with my handle, That's the vibrarian, at the vibrarian, T-H-E, V as in vibration, I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. If you have some picture that you want to spread, if you have an article that you would like to get out there, a success story or a learning lesson, please feel free to tag me or send me a direct message on any of those platforms, because I would love to pass on your energy to those that I am connected to. Now, this week I'm really excited about the show, because um, our guest of the evening is just a magnificent goddess energy, and I really don't have any better way to describe her. I would like to welcome and introduce you all to (laughs) Kalina. I mean, you really have gotten to this point where you're kind of like a single name expression. And so, Kalina, now that I want to welcome you to the Psychic Inside show tonight. Hi, Joelle. Thanks for having me back. You just said you
2: described me as the goddess energy and everybody here in my... um, uh, from all the different dimensions that are sitting in the room with me are laughing. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And, and um, Katumi just cracked the whip.
1: So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this is wonderful. It's not uh, every day that I get to sit down with a whole host of beings through the guests that I have on the show, and I'm really <laughs> excited tonight. Now, by way of background, You've been on the Vibrary Radio Network before because you were mm-hmm. one of the guest panelists on an episode that I had a few months ago on the Vibray show where we were talking about twin flames. And honestly, yeah. I can say to my audience that I know – Overall, very little about you and your background, but I feel like I know a lot about you because I attended a workshop that you and your other co host for your radio show, Vibrations of Love, Debbie. Um, Yeah, You came on my show and you shared a bunch of wisdom with our listeners, and that episode is up on YouTube, and I know that you are a twin flame uh, way shower, which is how I came to discover you, but as I got into looking at your materials on your website and your YouTube channel, you really are just working with everyone's energy to help them elevate, as you say, to their highest uh, selfhood. So how did you come into being such a light and forward voice in this whole Ascension journey for people?
2: (laughs) It's been a long journey. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I've been awake since I was really little. I can remember um, angels, and um, I remember what people would call trolls, you know, seeing them like coming out of the closet and stuff. And they weren't negative energy. They were just, you know, beings from the other dimensions. And I remember, um, I remember the unicorn realm. I remember all that stuff. Um, and I used to draw that stuff, you know, because I would see it. So I would draw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, I was, oh, I'm, I'm like going way up. I um, have been awake forever, not fully awake, you know, when I was that young. Um, because you tend to shut things down when people start to place paradigms on you and stuff, you know, that Mm -hmm, things aren't mm -hmm. real and things. So I went through the journey, um, and it was uh, (laughs) – I'm being squeezed right now by an angel. I went through the journey um, my whole life, up and down, up and down, and I was very quiet. Um, I was a quiet person for most of – I would say most of my life, I was more people would call me conservative, but I was just quiet because I would just tend to look at other souls and and um, listen to them to understand them. But I would also, mm-hmm. in my mind, wonder why um, people acted the way they did. Or um, when I was little, I was always wondered why children were um, did such silly things. And and my and then I found out all these teachers and everything started calling me an old soul. When I was little, I even have it on one of my old report cards. The teacher wrote on there that your daughter is a wise old soul. Um, uh-huh.
0: So um,
2: I've always been awake and I went through a lot, some pretty, um, uh, I went through some illnesses as a child too that um, had me down for a long time that actually when I was done with them, when I came out of them. Um, I felt different. I actually felt lighter as a child, but it wasn't something that, you know, I just, for me, it was something that you just had because you were sick. It was just, you didn't understand okay. the changes that were happening when you were little. Um, mm-hmm. And into my teens, you know, I had mono and I remember coming out of my, I remember being mm. uh, <laughs> in a different conscious state when I had mono um, you know, mm-hmm. being like feeling like floating and really high, then, so all through my life, I had different things happen to me as I was um going through my ascension, so it started i mean I'm fifty years old, so it started very young um or some, and and that's what i in mean, my knowing and okay, thank you katumi katumi's saying way showers are awake their whole life. we learn from the beginning
0: mm-hmm. um mm-hmm.
2: um so, thank you, katumi, <laughs> He's talking to me at the same time. Um, And then there are the people that have, like, really awakened in some way. Some started to awaken in the late 90s, but 2012 was a big awakening for people.
0: Mm -hmm, But um, mm -hmm. just through
2: the process, uh, uh, learning and going, um, as I grew in my physical being, I was always connected to the other side. Um, I would have visions or I'd have flashes in my uh, third eye of things. I would know when some things were going to happen um, and some pretty prominent things. I even knew mm. this year, this, well, I don't even know when the election was because I don't have a TV, but my daughter came over and said, Mom, this person and this person's running for president. And I laughed and I said, Well, Trump will win. And she looked at me and dropped her jaw and she said, How do you know? And I said, Because I just heard it. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, she made she she was like, oh, Okay and I said, Make sure you tell your dad
0: <laughs> and that ended up
2: um he won. So, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a connection. I've just had always been open and I've become more open, um, as I focused on my journey in the last probably since two thousand four when Katumi actually started writing through me and speaking to me as I connected with him. So
1: Okay, I want to come back to Katsumi here in just a moment, but I wanted to find out more about in your early years. Were you mm-hmm. um, in an environment in your family or your home where your the things that you were experienced were they received were other people in your family sensitive or in their gifts at a at, you know or were you alone in your kind of experience?
2: Um, of my brother and sisters, from what I know, I was the only one. Um, I really didn't have anyone to talk to. But my dad sometimes—I it was very rare to get a quiet moment with my dad. There were nine kids in the family, so it was very rare to have, you know, a moment with him. But I remember him coming over to me one time and sitting next to me, outside on this front stoop, and he said a couple things to me. Um, about seeing angels and things and, and um, about some, some things that you just would never think that you can talk to a parent about who is pretty much like a strict Catholic person. And mm-hmm. when I look back now, I realize that he, he was awake. Some of the things that I look back and mm-hmm. see that he did, how he only believed in organic gardening and things like that, like not putting chemicals on things because of the government, blah, blah, blah. And this was back in the 70s and 80s. I mm-hmm. knew, well, as I look back now, that he knew, um, but he didn't display it or talk about it. Um, and, you know, that happens when um, people live in fear. So, you know, fear mm-hmm. of whatever else they to think of you. So I had no one really that I talked to or shared any of it with um, at that time.
0: Mm-mm.
1: And as you entered your teenage years, um, a lot of Mm -hmm. psychic people say that they go through a phase of really repressing because of the pressures of becoming a teen person, and and either they withdraw because they're so empathetic and the environment is Mm -hmm. very, you know, filled with drama and angst of teenage, <laughs> teenage energy no, yeah. or there's that <laughs> rebellious parent kind of growing into your independence dynamic. And it seems like a lot of people wind up suppressing after puberty rather than blossoming. Did, what was your um, experience as you got older?
2: For me in, in my early teens, well, I always was an empath. I've always been an empath because I always – felt negative energy since i was very young and i remember uh, i do remember one of my brothers some of his friends that would come over and i can feel their negative energy at the front door Um, Mm -hmm. and it it would make like where the solar plexus is you know where solar plexus is i would feel nauseated and i would feel sick and i could feel the vibrations Mm -hmm. from these people so I've picked that stuff up since I was very young and in the teen years, like in middle school or junior high school and going into high school, um, I was, you know, in the beginning of puberty, I could really feel the and feel anxiety from other people. I still do now. Mm-hmm. I just know how to deal with it now. But um, mm-hmm. by the time I got into high school, I was really, I had gotten through a period of purification, believe it or not, that young that I had gone mm-hmm. through from probably like 14, 15. I probably went through this purification a couple years and was able to really bring myself into my light and um, mm-hmm. turn from the person that was more uh, um, fearful of allowing people to see my light and actually mm-hmm. turning and sh- and shining it. Maybe when I was maybe 16, 17, starting to actually shine it and I was talking more to people, but... Um, I always had this thing, though, around um, guys, though, (laughs) the masculine. So I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I had a lot of friends. I was friends with everyone. I I didn't judge anyone. But that whole, Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, the masculine, I had some kind of dynamic going on there that I couldn't. Let's just put it this way. In high school, I did not get asked out on a date, okay? <laughs> and
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big school, but from what I found out at my 10-year reunion was people were saying, you looked so much older than you, you, know, than you really were, or um, mm-hmm. I was afraid of you, your energy was, mm-hmm. you know, you, you were like this, exuding this energy, and I was like, wow, I didn't even know it back then. You know, so mm-hmm. I went through that slump. Yeah, I was very um um. I'm an empath, and um, but I've learned. I started to learn how to uh, control it a little bit, but then when my twenties hit, things changed again. So <laughs> it was like each decade, something happened.
1: Well, um, I was wondering if I mean I know that right now you you are very devoted to light work and you're doing workshops and private readings and teachings and videos and all manner of things. Were you ever doing a what we would call 3D or traditional job as you entered in your early adulthood or did you always just kind of uh, go on this individual path?
2: You know, I I did have, you know jobs that I held for all that I absolutely hated. <laughs> I have to say, oh, I would get such headaches. Um, <laughs> I was doing mm-hmm. um, administration and uh, like accounting work and stuff like that, and um, I just, oh, I didn't want to be there. But I live, you know, you live by yourself, you have to, you have to pay the bills mm-hmm. and stuff. But my hands, since I was a little girl, always sweated and got really, really hot. So that was the healing energy that was coming through me. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And I remember um, actually putting my hands on my cats, and my cats would just, like, mm-hmm. fall to the floor and just be like, oh, my God, yeah, keep your hands there. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew that there was something, but I hadn't quite put my um, – I hadn't figured it out completely. Um because I, I was shifting every decade. Something was shifting within me, and I was learning things as I was going, just that, you know, the, each experience I was learning from, and, and there was something constantly changing. So, yeah, I did have, I did have those jobs, and now with me being to, a fully open conduit and channel and healer, I'm a quantum energy healer, so everything is like boom comes right through me. When I go mm-hmm. to try... Um, be around people in like grocery stores I can send the love vibration out to keep my to try and keep myself up mm-hmm. so that the negative energies don't bother me but it is kind of being mm-hmm. an empath, It it's it is kind of um it's frustrating sometimes when there's such negative people around but all I can do is constantly send that um love energy out from the heart space and um right and uh, and well, in sometimes when I'm walking through the grocery store, the light language just comes out because there's somebody that's either so low in their vibration or they they need they need a key since I carry certain key mm-hmm. codes, they need a key to open their ascension or help them with their progress or whatever, and the light language would just come out, and I'd be like talking light language
1: in the middle of the grocery store <laughs> so Oh, right, it right.
0: Just happens.
2: I, and I'm just being authentic, that's my authentic self. I'm not gonna hold myself back anymore because people you know Whoa. those that are judgmental that are still in the the ego you know the false ego identity right. so I know from around that person and that it, needs the light language, even though it might freak them out a little bit, it helped them <laughs> you know in that moment.,
1: I, I have <laughs> to tell you the light language thing um. I, of course, grew up in church dynamic, and so I had Mm -hmm. been familiar with speaking in tongues, but it wasn't a particular faith practice of the denomination that I was raised in, but I was always around it when there'd be tent revivals and things, and I remember as a child, one day getting hemmed up at a tent revival where they were really pushing the kids to speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. And I remember just faking something because they weren't letting us go until we did <laughs> something. And I kind of had a traumatizing <laughs> pressure experience about it, what, maybe eight years old or something like that. But one day I was wow. watching a YouTube video, and all of a sudden the lady broke out into this these words, and I said, "Wait a second! What did what just happened here?" And then when I saw <laughs> one of your videos leading up to the um, the workshop, I was just blown away because you were speaking audible lang- languages that I could hear Uh there were differences. And then you were also speaking with your gestures and your hands, and Mm -hmm. almost like you were writing in the air these forms and figures. And so I had not seen anything like that, but I absolutely felt an energetic response um, in my being to what you were doing. So would you Mm – uh, share with people a, a, about how you came to receive light language and what you understand it to be, because I think that's an area of curiosity for many people.
2: Yeah. Um, I started speaking light language a couple years ago. I think it's almost two years. Um, we can all speak it. When you're open up to it, you can. everyone can speak it. So um, when you're ready. Now, some people are born speaking because they haven't forgotten or haven't closed it off you know but for me it was just part of my timing okay so when it was time for me to start speaking it it was part of my plan of when I would start um and it was after i had gone through a, like this like final piece of purification um, in my late 40s for me like this this it was a really deep purification and uh, connect, reconnecting to my Christ self which is part of ascension which um, mm-hmm. A lot of people have not even done that yet. I want to say like 90% of the population have not done that yet. And um, mm-hmm. But this was just a part of it. So this was for me, I was gifted um, by the Holy Ghost, gifted back mm-hmm. the ability to speak the light language. And mm-hmm. as I was mm-hmm. going uh, with it, I've developed... And opened myself to my uh, as an open conduit to speaking multiple light languages. Like I want to say unlimited. I can speak so many because mm-hmm. each different person or each different soul understands it differently and it comes through different for them from wherever um, their inception point is, I want to say, or wherever they may be from. Um, but it comes through for me in codes like sacred geometry and tones. Um, sometimes I, fl- I see flashings of colors. Um, And it comes through me, and many times it's also like um, just those I connect with on the other side also speaking through me in the different languages. Sometimes it switches over to Incan or Mayan or any kind of native um, Indian, Um, the goddesses will speak, you know, and and they all come through, it comes through this way, so and it comes through to because I carry certain codes in me. There's those of us that do this work to mm-hmm. um, uh, shift people in their process and some process to their authentic self. Um, and mm-hmm. with this, I know my sister Claire in England does the same thing. She doesn't speak the light language. I, I'm not sure if she's going to, but she does different things. But. She's like my twin, Sissy, and she's in England. And her and I do mm-hmm. this where we, switch, we, we um, help people in their ascension process to their authentic self. And one of the ways for me is through the light language. So I know if when you came to me or when I saw you at the workshop, your higher self said to me exactly what you needed at that moment and mm-hmm. now. And that, like, that language came forth for you. And also the, the, hands, the hands, what I do is sometimes it is, Removing dark energies or or energies off of you, it's also opening and and, um, releasing you from things that are still holding you back from stuff, from what I've been told. Um, It's also like sacred geometry codes as it's coming through, and many times it'll be in Mm -hmm. front of your chakras, uh, so it's clearing that certain chakra. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just a constant, it's a way of um, assisting you Um, so that you can come forth in your lighter being and um, Mm -hmm. removing stuff, I want to say, so removing layers from you. Um, I've done, and and I discussed earlier with you one of the things that I I do do, and I I will say it here on the show tonight. It's not um, something that I advertise, but there's been many times where I've been doing the, um, exorcisms on people and it's not um i don't want to jump out and do them you know but it just happens Mm -hmm. when i'm working with people um i remove dark energies
1: um but -hmm. the light
2: language that comes in it's to shift your soul and it's to it's to open you up and awaken you more um so that you can step into your highest being into your highest light and your highest vibration of love and joy it's just part of the process that everyone has to go through, so um, just that's one of the things. That, you know, I, I'm I'm mm-hmm. totally and absolutely deeply grateful for everything that I can do because I I came and I'm here as a spiritual teacher and a healer to help all the souls um, go mm-hmm. forth in their ascension process. It's my reason for being here. So.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Termitoya Are Kutoni Cintiana and
3: Opoture Mesia. Ioko uno motore Cintia, Usutura Matayamo Yana o Onte, ana Anna Anotua Miana. Usutoro no Toyamiani in Hirata, Sototoy Nyasa, Toto Shuntumana.
2: Yasekiem Teata. Namaste. Um that was a message for everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, even,
2: even though you may not consciously understand it, your higher self knows exactly what I said, and it gets absorbed into you. And it's, um, it awakens the dormant, uh, uh, you know, and suppressed DNA that's within mm-hmm. the, the body. And um, and we all have it. We all have this suppressed and dormant DNA. So it's just another way for me to assist with the process and um, get people on their way
1: that is so um absolutely what i have found to be true and it's interesting because science is now showing evidence of these dna changes and shifts and things and It's so, you know, we talk about 3D, which it really is such a flat dynamic. We're so much more dimensionally complete than just three dimensions could encompass. And so when you're unlocking codes and keys, sound and vibration, and many Mm -hmm. people think, oh, well, that just sounds like hogwash. But you can trust and believe that marketers, advertisers Uh, marketers and tv shows and programming are the most savvy key and code triggerers that Mm -hmm. are out there and they're using uh, knowledge of our energetic bodies to urge us into certain behaviors patterns and, and densities and the converse of that is true on the elevational side that we can purposefully trigger higher activations instead of kind of allowing ourselves to be blindly triggered into lower vibrations, you know. And I know when I encountered the light language, people tend to say, wait a second, I don't know what this person is saying. (laughs) But I advise people all the time, anything that you're encountering that's a teaching Feel the energy of it. And if the energy mm-hmm. does not resonate, even if the person is is sending it in highest love and light, you don't have to receive it. And you can mm-hmm. disconnect from the video and go on to the next teacher. But if you open your energy and you feel a loving expansion inside of you or shift, a tickle, a tremor, uh, excitement, vibration, and it is something for you. And like mm-hmm. you said, your conscious may not actually process it, like this was this sentence, but the message will still be received, and you can still be protective of your own energetic body. You know,
2: absolutely. I think it is, and I, I agree with you said about the the, um, the media and stuff. You know, the marketing. <clears throat>
1: It's all controlled. Mm -hmm. And you said you don't watch TV. Uh, You're pretty low media except for your presences or your teaching, correct? Right,
2: exactly. I don't have a TV. There's a TV in my daughter's bedroom, but I don't have cable or anything. It's only in there for my son's Xbox. (laughs) So (laughs) if, if they want to watch something, they have to rent a movie. I don't have TV. And everybody that has stayed here, I've had clients, stay and the friends stay and and um, there's a difference in the home when there is no television going you don't have that constant mm-hmm. um, noise in the background and that the tones in the TV are set at such a, a frequency that for me it literally hurts my body um, mm-hmm. so when I'm with um, Todd when I'm at his place and his mother has the TV on it's like I feel this, It's this this it really hurts my my body. I can feel it, and it um, it's like an itch inside. I don't know how to explain it. Um, it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's I can't handle it. I haven't watched TV in like maybe six years now. So okay, um, <laughs> but at his house the TV is on because his mother is older, and so he you know it's on for her. But I can't really tuning into it. Really, it, it's hard for me, and um, I don't. I listen to the radio sometimes if it's a good vibration I'll listen to the song. but if it's not I turn it off. I don't I don't mm-hmm. like it because they've done something also with the um the frequency of the music to and especially yes. they're really gearing it towards our kids. So Yes,
1: absolutely. It's, it's not
2: good. It is not good. Absolutely. But yes, I agree with that.
1: Lower frequencies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I agree with the receiving of the light language as well. Anybody, if you don't, if it doesn't resonate with you, yep, you can step back. You can find somebody else, absolutely.
1: Now, you mentioned earlier um, Kuthumi and also (laughs) many other presences. When did you start, like, recognizing names like you said that as a child you saw angels you saw uh, Mm -hmm. uh, earth energies trolls and you know things of that nature Mm -hmm. uh, elemental energies when did you really start to develop a more personalized connection and was it with your guides or angels or a combination of both
2: um the angels were always around me and the those from the elemental kingdom <clears throat> earlier but I didn't really it was telepathic I mean it was telepathic talking Archangel Michael was always with me when I would go to bed at night mm-hmm. I can feel like the warm and sometimes I'd say blue in the room in one corner of the room mm-hmm. and, it, and sometimes I would squint my eyes to look because you know when you're a little kid you're like mm-hmm. what's that but I can see the colors <laughs> through my eyelids it was so powerful and I can mm-hmm. see his the top of him and always his wings in the corner of my room. And he was always in that same area, um, which was diagonal mm-hmm. from my bed. And um, mm-hmm. so I always saw him. So I knew that I, I, I was so young at that point that I hadn't started, um, uh, what did they call it? I think CCD or PSR or whatever it was, because I was from a Catholic family. Um, so I didn't know mm-hmm. what angel it was. I just knew that I felt the love and um mm-hmm. and, and it was such a good feeling that i I would fall right asleep after, so it was okay um, then when I was well, when I was like probably fifteen is when, and this doesn't have anything to do with the other stuff, but when I was about fifteen is when the energy of my twin
0: would come Mm -hmm. and
2: and wrap around me at night. Like I, it felt like he wrapped around me and it felt like wings wrapping around me is what it felt like. And I was just Mm -hmm. that total feeling of love and protection. And I can speak Mm -hmm. with him. I was able to speak with him telepathically from, from that early on. And, um, it was just a, it was a huge vibration of love heart connection that I was able to feel. Um, So I feel like that opened me up to more to not having any kind of fear of um, other things that I was starting to see. Um, But the angels were always around. There were thousands of angels all the time. Like I can see like the tips of their wings or the back of them, um, things like that. And sometimes it actually looked like a cloud formation in the room. There were so many. And I shared a room Mm -hmm. with my sister. Um, Mm So, you know, I never had any No fear from them. But it wasn't until I was in my 20s and I started opening up more and telepathically speaking more to to others that I wasn't sure who they were at the time. But I can Mm -hmm. tell if it was negative and if it wasn't. So the ones that were negative, I would call an Archangel Michael Boom and, and ask him, you know, mm. and it was taken away. Um, mm-hmm, so I wasn't able to um, know exactly who it was. I didn't want to tune in. Let's put it that way. I didn't want to tune into that energy right. I could feel the vibration of it. And I um, mean, if you know that, I mean, if you feel that vibration, you feel negativity. You you need to you just right away. You know to call. You need to call in your angels or your whoever you work with, your benevolent, mm-hmm. and, I, and I tell this to everybody all the time, make sure you use the word benevolent when you call in your angels or your guides or anything, because you can call in the wrong energy. Um, but then in my 20s, though, I moved into a house where there was someone that had passed away, and um, that person would talk to me, and I would keep telling them, you have to leave, you don't live
0: here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: <laughs> I was tuning, <laughs> I was tuning into the energies of people that passed, In my um, early 20s, in my late teens, I also used to see things like I would see an Indian all the time, who I actually work with now, so it was one of my guides. I didn't really understand that back then. Um, uh, Chief Whitefeather is is what his name is, and um, so I've worked with him a lot now. I work with him more. and then, you know, my late 20s, I got married in my early 30s and stuff, and then I had my kids, and I kind of shut the stuff down for a little bit, for just a little bit, because mm-hmm. um, I got married, and boom, the kids came right away. And by 2004, my daughter, my, it was my oldest, was four years old, and that's when Katumi started writing through me. And he called himself when he would sign his stuff, and he all, it would always have a prayer at the end, and he would always sign it Koot, K-O-O-T. And I'm like, okay. okay, so who is this coot <laughs> guy, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I had, I had met a girl um, out here in um, where I live who I met her at a bookstore, and we were talking or something, and I was telling her about this, this person that was writing through me and the loving energy and stuff, and I told her the name Coot, and she goes, I think I might know what that is or who that is. And we went and she looked it up in a book um, about the Ascended Masters. And if you pull it up, this Mm -hmm. book, um, I think it's a Doreen Virtue book about the Ascended Masters. But Katoomi is in there. And underneath it, it says under there, also known as or, you know, like his AKAs. (laughs) He's laughing right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It'll say Katoomi LaSing. It says Kootumi. And then it said Koot, K-O-O-T. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> so after that, now, they a lot more started showing up. <laughs> um,
1: now, um, so for many people, the concept of Ascended Masters is mm-hmm. something new. Would you enlighten from the perspective of working closely with um, Kuthumi and, and him and the whole, I guess, panel of Ascended Masters who are working with mm-hmm. us. Yeah, well,
2: he's talking to me right now, and he said it's the term Ascended Masters that scare people. Yes,
0: Because um, yes. Ascended Masters,
2: <laughs> yeah, um, and he's, he's, <laughs> he's don't could hear me, he's like poking me in the back. Um, he's saying, <laughs> they're like right here, you know, the veil so thin, They're just, to me, they're just like people sitting in the room with me, so just so okay. everybody understands the way I see them and feel their energy, just like they're another person. Um, he just said, I am another person. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, it's just the fact that they left the physical body and their energy is, you know, beyond the veil, but they're still the beings. So um, it's the term ascended masters. And, and this is what Katumi is really big on, on, is how in the physical body, how we use words and how words mm-hmm. are so very important and but so very powerful. But you can also pick up negativity from words. Um, you can also pick up fear from words. So if people don't, if it's a word that hasn't been used since the beginning of time, as ascended masters has never been used since the beginning of time, then people fear it. But when you look mm-hmm. back at those who are ascended, all it means is they've gone up into their highest light and their highest love vibration into their joy. They've ascended into Um, whom they truly are their authentic self their being they've done what they came to do on the earth and they've they've left the matrix in through their ascension process Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. they just went back to whom they are in their light their highest light and in their highest love so he's showing me right now he's actually showing his ascension to me um when he was Katumi lao Singh, he ascended he left his body it's ascension. What he always tells me: he, he, ascension happens when you've when you've gone into that highest love and that highest light and that highest joy vibration, those highest vibrations, and you've purified yourself. It's a huge purifying process. I mean you've purified mm-hmm. the soul. Um, and he left the body. He was young. He's showing me. He was very young. He said He's think it was very young. So um, uh, these people that have ascended. Uh, they weren't big names like like um, Jesus is a big name And the Divine Mother mm-hmm. You know, they ascended They're mm-hmm. ascended beings And this, mm-hmm. the term "offended master Was not used until I, I don't know how many years ago I, I want to guess 60 mm-hmm. I don't know They're putting a 6 in front of me 6065 or something like that I don't know that for sure mm-hmm. I don't focus on that history But um ascended masters there is nothing to fear from them they are people that have lived here on the planet that ascended they've they've Mm -hmm. left this matrix and um, many of us are ascended masters that have come back to help with this ascension Mm -hmm. process for earth and for all souls so uh, I want to say they're they're back we're back all of us are back
0: (laughs) we're all masters.
2: all of
1: us are Well, I think it's so interesting because when I first encountered the term (laughs) ascended master, they're like the masters over this planet, and it did have a kind of like a negative. But I know that I've come to learn that our language is very much a hierarchical, measuring, assessing way of experiencing our world. So we're always looking to see if something is higher, lower, -er, lefter, righter, better, worse, you know, it's just kind of this human way of looking at things. And so we tend to elevate and we've come through religious patterns that speak to elevating beyond oneself and to revering those then who do that. And one of the things that when you uh, gave a reading for me and Kathumi came through was that struck me was he was just like, you know, I am, because I was saying I was honored to engage with him through you, and he was like, I'm honored to engage with her through you, to to you, through her. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, I am another you, you are another me. Do not think that this mm-hmm. is anything different than a conversation between brother and sister. And I had to kind mm-hmm. of uh, look at my energy that I was doing in terms of elevating or pushing mm-hmm. to a higher level as someone who was beyond my ability to attain, but we're all on that journey of mastery, you know. And uh, I think they're kind of like the there are certain names that are the celebrity names that we know about, the Arnold Schwarzeneggers of the ascended masters, you know, the uh, Kate Winslets. But there are many unnamed to the masses ascended beings. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. we'll never know their specific names, only the people who they're working with. They're not ones that are the rock stars that we've elevated as humanity, but they've certainly elevated their vibration, not just on this planet, but in other planetary experiences throughout all of creation. And that's what's exciting to me, (laughs) you know, that it's really such a harmonious thing rather than an elevational structure of our reality
2: absolutely and I think that everyone also needs to understand that I know I always say that we are all that there is um, and we have to understand that we are the energy of all the beings we are all that there is mm-hmm. it started out from so many and just kept um, multiplying you know uh, um, humans and souls on the earth just get multiplying, multiplying, and multiplying, and reincarnating and reincarnating, you know, the same from the same soul families and the monads and stuff. We have to understand that mm-hmm. as we reincarnate, we're coming back again. And we are, uh, since we are a piece of source, we're that, you know, fractal piece, we're that tiny mm-hmm. little piece of all that there is. We are a piece of the angels, we are the angels, we are these ascended masters, we are these Mm -hmm. beings, because we're all from the Mm -hmm. same soul. It's already within us, it's just that um, we all have to learn to tap into it and open ourselves up to it. And, And I know when I say this, a lot of people are like, oh, that's not possible, you can't be, then how are they like over here and you're over there? We're all one energy and so if we're all mm-hmm. from source and we're all piece of the creator I, call, I the piece the poem I wrote today that came through me was about us being all from source and being um, co-creators so how would we be a co-creator if we weren't a piece of the creator uh, mm-hmm. so we're all part of this we're all piece of this energy we are energy um, mm-hmm. and we came, in to, we came in to learn it's a learning planet Um, Earth is a teaching and learning planet, and Ketumi just said to me, he keeps whispering in my ear, uh, (laughs) he said he's a master of mastering. He is the master of mastering, Mm. he keeps saying. Um, Now he just whipped a whip because he's being a goofball. But um, that's how he is with me. He's all about joy, and he jokes around, even though he can be very... um, um, tuned into the scientific and the intelligence and wisdom part of Ascension, which he was with me in the very beginning for years. And when I start working with um, new clients, he will, if he comes through, he's not as joyous in the beginning working with them. He's more like trying to teach, you know, this is what you're missing and this is what you need right now. But it's when you get mm-hmm. through a certain point in your process and you go through um, what people call purging, I call it purification and um, releasing the layers and the darkness and shining your light. And the, the more you grow and the more you expand yourself, um, then as I work through with a client again and they come back, he starts bringing in the joy because what he wants to show mm-hmm. us is that we get too consumed with being serious here because we get lost in the illusion of this earth, of this planet. We came Mm -hmm. here to be souls and to learn love and to learn about energy and um, to help ascend the earth. We didn't come here for the illusion and the noise and um, the distractions that, like, again, Mm -hmm. we'll say the media is creating, um, that consumerism is creating, we don't need, mm-hmm. I said this mm-hmm. the other day, I said, we don't need a pair of shoes that's $2,000. That's ridiculous. Just something right. that to right. this, is, this, <laughs> this is all about, you know, because then, then it puts you into the ego want, 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 want thing. And so mm-hmm. what do you do? You Work, 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 work. And you're not actually connecting with who you are. And that's how it takes you mm-hmm. off of your path. So it's all mm-hmm. the game. They know what they're doing. They, they know what they're doing out <laughs> here to take us off our path. We have to know how to stay on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: we just said well, I'm of mastering of... again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I always think of it as weapons of mass distraction. You know, if you want to be yeah. di- distracted by a shiny object or a shiny person or a, a Distractive story or escapism you're free to do that, and there's plenty of opportunities at every turn for something to say, "Oh, look, look at me, you know what I'm saying, yeah. but um,
0: yeah.
1: I think it's so interesting you've talked about reincarnation, and you did mention that as a child you uh, did you say you had an awareness of past lives even at a young age? Um, as a child, mm,
2: not for me. Um,
0: okay.
2: No, no, no. Um, uh, what did I say? Tell me to be quiet. That's He's just... always in my ear sometimes. He's really
0: annoying. <laughs> um,
2: as a child, <laughs> I, I was able to think said unicorns connect- and... Yeah, I connected with the elemental kingdom a lot because I would draw it. I was I loved art. Art is what took me away and out of the noise of the world. Um, I loved to paint. Mm-hmm. I loved to draw. I loved to color. Um, I loved music. I loved to write, but um, I had one teacher who was really mean about my writing, and so I kind of shut it down for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but
2: now i just let it flow and that's why i I allow the writing to come through and the poetry and my poetry and the things i write are all coded just so people know they're coded to awaken people um
0: Mm
2: so when you read the stuff that i write it's not just because it's a beautiful poem for a lover or a loved one or whatever it's coded to awaken it the stuff comes through for this ascension process so there is Poems that I write for um the person I love in my life, yes, but um it also it's coded as well. Maybe it's coded for mm-hmm. him to come in spot a little. <laughs> I'm
1: just I'm just <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I've read some of your works and definitely have been shifted as well. Um, in the midst of reading a sentence or one of the little uh, paragraphs, it's like wow, okay, you know, I'm recognizing as I row in my own walk the symptoms of a spiritual shift or resonance that's
0: mm-hmm. that has
1: changed me from something i've experienced and i did watch your video from your facebook live uh was it yesterday oh. i think um yeah, you had a yeah. transmission <laughs> that came through or you were uh, delivering a light language encoded healing and shift for people and then you were providing readings um just on the fly i guess the for the people who were engaging with you now how can people find you on uh, facebook and out in the world oh and facebook it's just
2: my name kilina melnar and i i have a a page, um, Kalina Melnor Sacred Heart Ascension page as well on there, so they can go to that. Um, I'm trying to push towards people towards the page because they 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 only allow you the that limited amount of friends, and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't see all the stuff as you would if you went to the page instead. Um, or they can go to my website that as well as my name, Kalina dot com. and my YouTube is the same. Everything is my name. It's just Katumi actually helped me set everything up. He's always just like, use your name. So I was like, Okay. So I use <laughs> name. Mm-hmm, because I am not a techie person. And Debbie can tell <laughs> you that. I'm like,
0: Deb, yes.
1: <laughs> I am not. Yeah. Well I, I know an well, Um. but Yes, and that's uh, Kalina Loves on that, and that's K-E-L-E-E-N-A. Last name is spelled M-A-L-N-A-R, so KalinaMalner.com, and also on Facebook, and then uh, Kalina Loves on Instagram. And I have to say, I follow you on all of those channels. Um, Uh, I I haven't (laughs) been keeping up with your YouTube things as much, but I did uh, tap into yesterday's. And so as you're in your, your mission now and from day to day, what does a day in the life of Kalina look like? <laughs>
0: It's different every day.
2: (laughs) I totally live in the moment. So, you know, I live from my heart. But there, there's times when I have to um, bring myself down to earth a little bit uh, when I have to deal with certain people in my life that are not um, going through the process yet. Um, But then I just have to take myself back up. But my daily stuff that I do is I do fall into meditation. I have an altar here, like a crystal altar, that where I light my candles and I go boom immediately into meditation. I don't I don't have to sit and do the breathing everything. It's just like automatic for me now. And um and I speak with those on the other side and I, I thank them every day and I tell them that I'm grateful um for everything that I'm supposed to for, for everything that I am here to be, see, do and know. Um, on this journey and I thank them for their assistance every day and I'm usually like in the morning with them for about 30-35 minutes and throughout the day I will go back to the altar when I feel um, that I need to get my vibes like back up in case I've had to deal with someone um, I do my online Skype sessions throughout the day, my healing, even my quantum energy healing is done through Skype because I can do it, um, long distance healing um, and uh, throughout the day, I'm just feeling, I'm like writing. I do a lot of writing as well, but then stuff that I haven't even posted because I, I've got a lot coming through me lately um, mm-hmm. that I have not put out there. But And then I'm constantly guided. Um, I'm speaking with those on the other side constantly. Um, and I mm-hmm. do a lot of work um, outside of my body, so in the ethers. I do a lot of work. I will, during the day, you know, leave my body and do what I'm called to do in the astrals, I guess you can call it, or I call it the ethers within the astrals, Um, Mm -hmm. because we can do that. We have the ability to do that. It's, um, if you don't know how to do it yet, it's something that you can do. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be teaching that or what. I've got so much coming forward for me that I'm going to be starting to do um, with my sister Claire from England. Her and I are going to be getting together um, and doing workshops here in the United States and in England, so um, mm-hmm. that's coming. Everything's coming together right now because her and I are both <laughs> here to assist with, with the ascension process um, to push people into their authentic self because that's where you ascend. That's when you start ascending, and um mm-hmm. We've got to get out of that false identity ego and move into that sacred heart. That's where the ascension occurs. So, but that's um, my daily
0: life.
1: (laughs) Would you say that we are in a more unique or different place than we have been before? Or is it kind of business as usual, say this last year?
2: This last year, I would like to say is elevated. Um, much more elevated than it's been. The energies that have come through um, shifting persons. um, We've had waves of um, light codes and all the solar flares that are happening. All of these things that are happening in the universe are happening to shift Mother Earth. But as Mother Earth shifts, we have to shift as well. The physical body has to shift. So I want to say that right now, everybody has been shifted. And everybody um, uh, that I've seen from when we had the um, solar eclipse, that was one of the mm-hmm. things that was fantastic. That's why I was in Atlanta when I met you.
0: Mm-hmm. Was really <laughs> what a I weekend. Was, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, I was there to help open the, um, the portals for the Christ consciousness energy to come in, um, in, the, in the path of totality. So there was a lot of us that did that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, but those are some of the things that I do, like, in the day in the life of me. So if you were asking before, I also heal land mm-hmm. when I travel. But um,
3: mm. with all of
2: this stuff coming in and all these portals opening and all of these changes in energy, and they're shifting the consciousness of their, but they're shifting us as well. And every single person mm-hmm. has had their heart touched now, every single soul. So um, whether it's cracked wide open or not is, is um, it depends on your where you're at in your progress of your ascension because some people are just starting to awaken. Um, mm-hmm. So yes,
1: yeah, so I, I this year was a big shift. I I definitely agree and I'm excited about the final. Pushes that are going to be coming through this, the rest of this year, through the twelve twelve and the solstice, and then into the twenty eighteen, uh, you know, eleven year. That's really <laughs> exciting, and it, I definitely uh, have experienced a, a significant expansions myself in my connections to spirit and source and the divine and my uh, shifts in my light body that I felt for sure at the solar eclipse, that was just an evidence for me of the perfect way that things will line up synchronistically, because it was like I saw your post, and I was getting ready to have a show on Twin Flames, and I had just started seeing your name everywhere out on YouTube, so I was like, wow, okay, and then you all were like, guess what, we'll be in town for the eclipse, and we're going to do a (laughs) workshop. Up. We could love to be on this show. So it happened like boom, 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 boom. And then I felt like we've known each other for lifetimes, so both you and yeah. um And mm-hmm. there were, like I think, probably nine women at the workshop that you facilitated. And we haven't talked much about the twin flame aspect of your healing work and your experience. And I know we have a lot of listeners from – the various communities who are tuned in because they're very much keyed into the whole twin flame news. And so you mentioned that, mm-hmm. it's, you know, when you were a teenager, you started to be aware of a presence of your twin and with wings. Now I would assume that back then you did not have a word to conceptualize like twin flame is rather a newer um, right. terminology, as i understand yeah. it what how did you know it wasn't an angel or it was a part angel or or like how did you even put it well it, into it, your mental so, space
2: <laughs> yeah it's so i don't want to say it's strange but to the human mind it's strange um when i was younger before in the teenage years i would see always see a boy like my age every time, you know, I would see someone my age, but I would feel this great love from him. And he had the dark hair and he had light eyes, like brown hair and light eyes. And I always would see him. And as I age, he would age and he'd come back progressively. But by the time I was like 15 Mm -hmm. is when, um, he started coming at night, and I could feel the energy of him many times, like, just behind me, but I can feel warmth, um, mm-hmm. and I could feel him, like, like, like hug me from behind, and um, when I would
0: mm-hmm.
2: go to sleep at night, and I would start to lay down, I would start to, like, fall into that, you know, where you start, like, losing consciousness, Then I would just feel him come in and, like, wrap right behind me. And it was never mm-hmm. at that age. There was nothing sexual. It was love. It mm-hmm. was pure mm-hmm. love. It was heart connection. It was that vibration back and forth. And it was just the um, the energy was. Uh, it was so. It was such a beautiful energy. And um, and who mm-hmm. do you talk about that when you're 15 and you feel like there's someone in your bed? You know, you just don't talk about that. <laughs> and right. I. Um, I was never scared because his energy was a lot like Archangel Michael's was when Archangel Michael was always in the room. So it was that same mm-hmm. thing. It was the warmth. Um, it wasn't the same vibration, those clothes, but it was always that love. You would feel the love, and it would, like, I could feel the energy of the love, like, wrapping around me and just circling me all night I'm um, like a funnel. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so it felt protected, I guess I want to
0: say, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but, um, and I still have that now Um, every
1: night. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when did you like get the concept or like start to understand, um, the divine love journey or the twin flame journey was, was this something then through your your like the decade of your twenties or your thirties or forties, because I know you have a huge teaching and a uh, client base now that is very much keyed into that topic. But I think there's been an uptick since what, 2012, 2010, 2012, 2014, especially uh, of people coming into awareness of twin flame as a way to, to, mm-hmm. to label or describe This experience when, when did that knowledge Come down for you
2: Well when I started Speaking with Katumi More in um, In the 2000s um, In the later 2000s um, Let me see I don't know the exact Like time period But I, I always knew That it was a sacred love and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I didn't feel it with the physical, other physical people around me, I guess I want to say, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, was, it was so unconditional and so pure that I did not feel that with anyone, um, not mm-hmm. even my parents which, you know, you're, mm. you're supposed to feel the unconditional love from them, but it was, this was so pure, you can't even describe it. I can't even describe it. Um, and there was mm-hmm. no animosity um, with this love, and I want to say there really hasn't ever been. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a different experience for me than it has been for a lot of others that I see go through this, but I also want to say that um, this is all about union um, a lot of people that are going through this twin flame stuff. This is about union within yourself first. So mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's. I've been writing some stuff about this, and I'm going to be bringing it out soon because there's this whole year of number one year has been about union, mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. there's been some misconceptions about it. So I've got a whole lot of information that I've been downloading, and and I'm gonna, I've been writing about it for the last few days. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to be posting it. Um
1: oh excellent. But me,
2: yeah, but for me it's um it, it I think when Debbie and I actually started talking more of it came for cuz my poetry, my coded poetry and the love poetry and things that's how she found me on Facebook. And she mm-hmm. friended me and and she liked some of the things I wrote so she had, I can't remember if she put me in her group or some of the twin flame groups or whatever. But I understood Mm -hmm. talking to Katumi, you know, what some of the stuff was, and then he would talk through me to Debbie. He would talk through me to Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. to bring some of the information through on the Twin Flame stuff. But I also have an elder on the other side, a Twin Flame elder that I've worked with as well.
0: So, Mm -hmm.
2: you know, probably the late, I don't know, mid-2000s when this stuff was coming through. mm -hmm. But never the term twin flame. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Um, In your show, when you and Deb came on, uh, we had really an excellent conversation about just what it is and what it kind of isn't to be in the journey to uh sacred union or divine love, or if you want to call it twin flame or, you know, so I would definitely encourage uh, everyone. You can find a link to that episode on the Vibrary YouTube channel. And you can also look for the vibrations of love radio um, episode that you and Deb have recorded on your YouTube, on that YouTube channel as <laughs> well. And you can really get into some in-depth teachings that you all have delivered about coming into love with yourself and coming into unity in, in, in your own masculine and femininity, your own divinity, and then coming into a dynamic of harmonious partnership with someone else who has also done that same thing. And um, Mm -hmm. I definitely encourage people to reach out. And if you have trouble finding the links, you can find them, again, through my Facebook or Kalina's Facebook, through her website, and certainly by searching on YouTube for the topic Twin Flames and Kalina Malnar. I highly advise it because it seems like it's the hottest topic of the day, you can find thousands of YouTube channels, people who are uh, delivering teachings, some from their experience, some from not their personal experience, but from other aspects. And, um, you know, one thing that I have uh, seen recently is that I've seen people posting that they feel that if you are seeking a reading from someone, that that person should be – a twin flame, if you are a twin flame, and that only twin flames can give spiritual readings to other twin flames. And I would love to know (laughs) your opinion on that before I I share what my opinion was on that. (laughs) because you are a twin flame, and you do do. (laughs) But you do provide twin flame readings, and you are a twin flame, but do you think that only someone such as yourself is qualified to give uh, spiritual guidance
0: <laughs>
2: um, as far as like readings i I guess I seem differently like when I work in sessions with twin flames, I do healing most of all first.
0: Mm-hmm. The healing mm-hmm.
2: comes through in the light language to open them up because it's not just about a twin flame it's about your ascension process, so um their higher self connects with me first. And healing mm-hmm. comes through first and opening their chakras and clearing their chakras and balancing them. And all of this stuff comes through when I touch on their different blockages, or energy blocks. That's a lot of times why they can't be with their twin flame because they've got these blocks. So my work is totally different than just doing like a reading because I know there's people out there mm-hmm. that do readings where they'll just read cards. And I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I actually tune into their energy. I read all of their bodies, you know, the mental, the, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. I read all of that energy. I connect with the higher self. And then I guide them in their process of where they're at at that moment, at that very mm-hmm. moment, whatever needs to come through to propel them forward in their journey. It's about opening to your authentic self more than anything so that you can get through this ascension process. Um, it's mm-hmm. When the twins meet, it's that I call it the ignition key to their mm-hmm. enlightenment, to their awakening. Um, it's like putting the key in the ignition and turning it. When you meet your flame, your twin flame, it's, that's when it starts the awakening process for most of the people um, that started in 2012 that met their that their twins. Then it was mm-hmm. their <laughs> part of their awakening. It's when they planned it, um, and I want to say some of them also were not twins. They're catalytic. Um, heart awakenings as well. Like Deb, you know, Deb was talking about this. It's not always a twin. Um, it's, it's mm-hmm. Some people get um, caught up in this all this media hype about twins, and they all think that it is a twin. And a lot of times, it could just be a soulmate or someone that you contracted with to help you awaken you. So you have to be mm-hmm. very careful about that. But anybody can do any kind of a reading with cards for people when it comes to. And what's going on in their life and for twins as well i don't feel that you have to be a twin to do a twin reading mm-hmm. i don't agree with that and i actually mm-hmm. have the the i'm getting a i'm getting the um yes from everybody that's here in the room it does not it does not matter because we are all bringing through the correct information if we are connected correctly mm-hmm. with source um, it's those right. that are not connected. It's those that are false prophets that are misleading people. And I've talked about that mm-hmm. many times. There are some mm-hmm. out there claiming to be these um, the reincarnation of Jesus and Mary and saying that they are the twin flames and that they've written this book and they're telling people, you have to buy our book because Jesus and Mary are telling you we have to, you have to buy our book because we are the twin flames. Mm-hmm. I've never seen these people. I don't know who they are, but I've been told about it many times. And all I have to say about that, because laughing right now, is Jesus and Mary would never push you to buy anything.
0: Never. Right. Um, so
2: uh, he is laughing right now while he's peeling a banana and he's standing there and he's thumping his foot, his foot on the ground. he's shaking his head he's just like oh you know he's saying if people believe that they're still stuck in ego and they're so brainwashed right so thank you Kate um he's laughing right now he's just laughing um but I I don't know who they're talking about I've had a lot of people tell me that so you know Mm -hmm. be careful who you go to make sure they're authentic read testimonials because testimonials are really important uh I have a lot of testimonials that I haven't even put on my website yet because I just haven't had the time mm-hmm. to read mm-hmm. people's testimonials, um, you know, and see what they say because there's some false people out there that are gonna lead people in the wrong direction. But to answer your question, I believe anyone can do everything. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, my thought was that if you're connecting to spirit and source, then. Mm-hmm the labels that we use are truly such human things. And so if the person Mm -hmm. is a neutral conduit, their personal knowledge does not exceed that of spiritual awareness, for one. (laughs) So, you know, Why would the, the spirit not be delivering a, a valid message to you just because the person who's delivering it is not a twin flame? It just didn't make sense to me. Exactly. Uh, and you know, I got into a couple engaging dialogues about it. But I certainly understand that if someone gives you a, any service, a car wash, a cake, you don't like the flavor, you know, if it doesn't resonate with you. Take what you need and feel free to walk away. That does not mean that the person is necessarily a false prophet, but it just was not necessarily an interaction for you to receive. And that right. is purely okay. And right. It's not a statement against the person who's providing the healing service. You know, some people are clearly charlatans and everybody will eventually get a little resonance about that, but other people, it just wasn't for you to be able to receive from them, you know, and right. I just try to get people to stop applying labels so much to say, well, I'm a twin flame, you're not, I'm ascended, you're not, I'm connected. You know, it's all this kind of um, <laughs> ego ascended, positioning. You know, that Everybody people get into
0: <laughs> Exactly
1: Oh, you're so have low <laughs> vibration. You know. But uh part of that is that whole ego Sorry dynamic that, that. that we get into. <laughs> you know. But um
0: yeah. now
1: your workshops that you have led—I know you just completed one in Akron. What, um, yes? What uh, in addition to the twin flame workshop, what other kind of group things do you facilitate? And, and also, if you would share a little bit about uh, what your twin flame specific workshop uh, is also about. Well,
2: the the twin flame—the one that Debbie and I just did was the twin flame workshop. It was also an ascension workshop and. um so it was for anyone that is a twin flame to participate. It, it was for any path. Um, we just happen to both mm-hmm. be twin flames, so we understand the process and going through it. So we are helpful, help, able to help others to understand what they are experiencing in the moment and, and that, like mm-hmm. where they're at and what level they're at in their journey or on their journey. Um, but also during mm-hmm. the um, workshop, I do a lot of healing work. Um, On everyone, um, if you have dark energies, I will be pulling them off of you. Um, there's a lot of light language to come through to shift. Everyone that mm-hmm. is there for the moment, if now, whatever light codes need to come through, whatever whatever key codes that I carry. Um, and I actually prepare my body physically for about a week before I do a workshop. Um, mm-hmm. It takes a lot out of me with all of the physical work that I do. As a a quantum energy healer And the light language and everything So um, there's also um, I do a lot of goddess stuff Where I do initiation I own You, I did you Um, I also do the baptisms (laughs) with rose oil These are things that I have um, Done in past life So I still do it now because it just comes through me Because I'm so connected to Mm -hmm. who I've been But also to other goddesses Um, So this stuff just comes through um, I know um, for Claire and I, our workshop, we're, we're actually planning one in Sedona. Um,
0: it's going to be like oh, a three-day
2: workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's going to be a mind-body-spirit. It's going to do light language. She, um, she, has, she does drumming. She's very connected, mm-hmm. um, you know, earthly and with drumming and stuff. She does a lot of things, uh, differently than I do, but we both are here to do the same thing and we both have a lot of the same abilities and um, we've come together in so many lifetimes um, at at the same, you know, time. So, um, to be back together again just on different different countries, it's kind of like, darn it, but um, she looks like the day because she's blonde and blue-eyed and I look like the night because I have the dark hair <laughs> and the dark eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Katumi, he just said we're like vanilla and chocolate. <laughs> <He's> so We <sorry. laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. are. <laughs> um, um, so we're going to be doing uh, that workshop, but it's going to be different. We're, we're, what we're doing is we're <laughs> – thank you, Katumi. He's reminding me that with our workshop, what we do is we, we bring people into their authentic self and um, help them on that path, finding their authentic authentic self, tuning them into things. There's going to be a lot of different things that we will be doing, goddess stuff, um, ascension stuff, um, purification. I will help. One of the things I do is if I touch you, you're going to go through purification and purging stuff. That's one of the, the mm-hmm. abilities that I have. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the... The The end result is your freedom, and that's what Claire and I both came in this lifetime, is to help people find their freedom. So mm-hmm. um, our <laughs> workshops are going to be about freedom and freeing your soul and freeing yourself out of this matrix. Um, we're also looking at possibly doing one in Mount Shasta. Um, mm-hmm. So we're trying to get all of that to take care of. And Hitting I will be going more to England.
1: Texas. And <laughs> yeah.
2: You're getting uh, some hot spots there, <laughs> yes, um, I'll be going to England, and we'll be doing some stuff there, so we're we're right now trying to um hash out you know the details and the places and events where we wanna have the events, and um it's just been a lot of for her and I we're so like high sometimes it's harder for us to like figure out those things I'm like, I think <laughs> the we when ground. <laughs> Oh my I'm just like okay, an events coordinator would be great, but right now, um we may have to take it out in energy exchanges. Oh well, right, right.
0: Um, so we'll see. Where well, they
1: say um, in in church they say something about you're so heavenly bound, you're no earthly good <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know, with your heads in the clouds. Um yeah. I wanted to let you know. That one of our listeners She wanted to pass along She's in the chat room this evening Her name is Cindy And she is Debbie D's friend She wanted to yes. let you know She's listening from Sedona Cindy. That she has not made it to France yet To be with Francois But she is looking forward to you Coming in Sedona And wants to know If Yay. you have a uh, time frame For when you'll be there And she says she knows A wonderful vortex That uh, is kind of off the beaten path that she would love to share with you. Wow. So I just wanted to Fantastic. thank you Cindy for listening. <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you
2: Cindy. I know who Cindy is. She is so sweet. Um she is a twin. Um and uh we we're looking at April right now, actually. Um because we have to coordinate it. She's got little she's got younger kids, so we're looking at coordinating and April is what we're looking at for Sedona at the moment. Um we've got a few venues that we're we are um looking at. It's just about getting the dates so um Yes. And well, as, I would definitely be talking about
1: the beach. <laughs> I'm definitely going to put that because uh, my best friend, we call ourselves Snowman and Louise, we're always looking for cliffs to drive off, but Sedona has been in our bucket list for quite some time, so uh, that
0: wow. now we
1: will have an ex- more of an excuse to go ahead and... do it
2: awesome awesome i i can't wait i've been called to go to sedona for a long time in mount shasta and um it's just Mm -hmm. all in divine planning and perfect time and um claire and i met or found each other a few years ago again so um it's just it was just a matter of um her having to get through some things and me finishing some things on my journey so that we are both ready to mm-hmm. do this and um we're ready. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> also my mm-hmm. stay
2: to me. Okay, I have some light language coming through if that's okay mm-hmm, for yeah. everyone that's mm-hmm. listening. Um, I'm just going to uh, let it flow, and it's going to – it's mm-hmm.
3: transferred high heart to high heart, and it is always benevolent. Mm-hmm. U no mata ya osho toy enemy. You suntarmena and notoya sacato, chiteratea mutada, ukuto, or a cotora macetera masutorapotoya ni anakianta, a torotoput ni and a sentatiana in a kinaya domo o toa. Sesantia, rusho moyana, uko tarayana a kia. Utome and a seta chotoroma. Okay, I mean they're telling me there's going to be tones coming through. Okay.
2: I have to stand up for telling me. One second, let me
3: get I have to stand up for telling me. One second, let me get up. Microsoft. 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 U there isn't there. Not any and mata. Okay. Poyaka. Udoi meant there. Uraya okay. mana. Yes, it's a ton toy in any. He hung on the coat in a sentation to toy. Yani a coto in the same tenacina, Oro Unomotoya, Oro 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 Unomo, Hoyanacoa Takian Porotomean, Citroshot Pitera on the Ono to they are, but only in they not too Nomiana kokoro to to na teni se trainer no to to na na toa yona ashi to no to aya anato to ariata nomena sanda anama 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 nama
0: Mm. Oh, okay. I'm allowed to sit now. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> While the tones were
2: coming through, they literally showed me like a skeleton key going in and unlocking. So I know that was
1: unlocking
2: mm. the key code. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, wow. Well, I definitely could feel in the high heart area. That's where I tend to feel my own channel when it's open and Mm -hmm. I definitely felt that and I'm grateful for the receiving of that code through you this evening on the show. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> I just feel like it. I have
0: to. <laughs> I have to just breathe you it out. <laughs> <laughs> you may be shifting, just so you know. Anybody uh, listening? Hey. <laughs>
1: I stay buckled up and ready. Uh, you know, I'm ready for it uh-huh. any moment. This is a rapid elevator. I, I push the button and yeah. go up any time.
2: <laughs> you know, when I tell people, I'm like, don't look at purging or purification as something that's um, negative. Because we are always like, oh, no. Um, because it's actually bringing you to your higher light. You're letting things go. You're releasing things. And um, it's a good thing. It's a positive thing. So we have to be, oh. from, you know, from the other side. I'm just the conduit. I bring it through me. So. <laughs> and uh, and well, I yeah. don't sing. So when I hit those notes, it kind of surprises me. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: those that, uh, that, that throat chakra is wide open.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, it's I think so it's funny. funny when you talk about. Well, when you talk about purging, you know, nobody likes (laughs) to have to stay on the toilet for either being vomiting or otherwise. (laughs) And nobody, you know, sometimes you don't really like to cry, but you can best believe if your body has decided that something needs to exit it. You have to honor that and not fight it. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and you know anybody who's ever had too much to drink knows sometimes you just have to make yourself get rid of the alcohol within your stomach in order to start feeling better. And emotional and yeah. and energetic purging can be somewhat unpleasant too. But sometimes you just there's nothing to do. You just got to go through it. You can't you know hold it in because then you'll make yourself uh, sicker. You know. Right. Exactly.
2: You have to let it go. You've got to release it and let it go. And I, I like how and Katimi just showed me he said, you know, it's just having too much chocolate syrup when you were supposed to be having water.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: he was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, no. He, he literally has a bottle of chocolate syrup
1: and he's squeezing it in oh. the, the water looks oh. empty oh he's talking to me okay 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 because chocolate syrup is my one of my favorite little things and i know i can always use more water so no that is
0: That's that funny. is wonderful <laughs>
1: Water does. Well, I this, mean, water
2: is huge for mm-hmm, purification of the
1: physical fear. body. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we are in the it. last we few. Know. We're into the last few minutes of the show here, and I just really have enjoyed this conversation. Um, is there a thing that you would like to share about, you know, who you are as a Way to kind of conclude our journey through your life,
2: who I am, I'm just or. me
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am all <laughs> or <laughs> absolutely
0: um,
1: well, I think that I everyone can sense your loving energy um it exudes on your face when you see it in person and in in pictures it also you often have orbs and, uh, light beings around you (laughs) outdoors, (laughs) especially when you're in nature, you're just surrounded by this glow. And, you know, (laughs) I, I just am admiring of your being a loving way shower for myself and others. Um, and for, putting yourself on the front line and honoring your call into service action for the elevation of humanity, you know. um, I'll say thank you on behalf of the collective.
2: (laughs) And I say thank you because you are doing what you were called to do. So I honor you as well.
1: Oh ah, namaste right <laughs> <laughs> okay. well if if anyone needs to get in contact with you again, you can reach out and collect connect with Kalina on her Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channel. I highly encourage you to connect on the Facebook because there's all kinds of little live videos that come up on a spur (laughs) of the moment as spirit leads, and you'll want to set your notifications on Facebook when you get to the page. Sometimes Facebook likes to suppress us because they want us to pay for ad revenue. So anytime you Mm -hmm. like a page that you want to see all the time, make sure you go up to the top and click See This First. And you can choose as many things as you want to see first, But what it'll do is put those posts in your feed so that you can clear them out before you start scrolling through the other things that Facebook thinks that you might like to see. That way you can stay caught up on all of the pages like mine and Kalina's where we're trying to really put out positive stuff at the front of your feed before you get into all the political drama and angry ranting and raving Mm -hmm. and gossip posts. You know, go ahead and put us at the top of your queue. And I highly (laughs) encourage you to sign up for a workshop with uh, Kalina or a healing session, quantum healing. Um, Do some work with her because I think she's quite amazing. And Kalina, I just thank you for coming on to share your light this evening. And I do hope to have you back on for one of my Thursday shows. You know, there, it's a topical show every Thursday on the Vibrarian Show. We've talked about astral projection, Akashic records, dream symbols, uh, divination, the moon, and of course, Twin Flames. And I am going to be having an episode on past lives and reincarnation coming up very soon probably after the first of the year and i would love for you to come back on as one of the panelists as a because you have extensive knowledge of past incarnations and you brought forth a lot of wisdom from that space and so i would definitely have a standing invitation for you to join me anytime to talk about anything that you wish <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you. I, I accept your invitation. <laughs> I love your energy. So likewise. Um, and I do want to say, though, a really quick is that I have already been guided this early this afternoon to go live tomorrow on Facebook. Um, so there's okay. some more codes coming through. And I'll probably okay. pull cards Um For everyone It's just I don't do it Unless I'm guided I don't plan The Mm -hmm. life stuff It's just like They tell me When to do it And I'm like Okay Here I go Mm -hmm, That mm -hmm. way I don't Think about it I think Because I just Live in the (laughs) Right Isn't that a Beautiful space
0: To be in though (laughs) Yeah It's the best Space to be in (laughs) There's joy In every
1: moment When you dwell In that Now 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 Instance You know And I think that's part of the innocence that shows through your countenance and your demeanor is that, you know, you have this air of joy and look at this beautiful world that's right here, right right at this moment, right. kind of uh, innocence right. about yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if we
3: don't take the well, time to look
1: at it, we let it pass by. Right. And then our whole incarnation, and we're looking down from the spirit realm thinking, dang, I wish I was a human again. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not I know, gonna, right? I don't think you're the only incarnated being who feels that way you know (laughs) for sure it's it's an experience it's definitely earth school you know so yes this has been the psychic inside show and my name is joelle i'm the vibrarian and i've had a wonderful conversation this evening with kalina malnach of sacred heart extension And I thank you, Kalina. And for all of those who tuned in this evening and listened on the phone lines and in the chat rooms. I thank you for that. Uh, This episode, you may be listening to it then later on iTunes, where you can subscribe to the Vibray Radio Network. Uh, to get it on your iPad or iPhone and listen to in the commute in the morning or the evening. And also, this episode will be posted to the Vibrary YouTube channel in uh, just about a week or so. So it will be available for you at any time that you hear it, any time that you receive the light language codes that were delivered. It is Time is a human construct. So whenever you listen to this and hear the sound of Kalina's voice and my voice, it is the right time for you to have received it. And so from now until the next time we talk again, I wish you all the blessings that you can possibly hold until they spill out from your life into the lives of others around you and thus spread the spark. I honor the light in each of you. Namaste. Namaste.